What is going on, guys? Welcome to the second episode of the Death Star Radio Podcast. I'm Christopher Howley, alongside my partner, Lauren Zeno Estrada. How you doing today, Zeno? I'm doing good, you know, coming off a, a strong performance in last week's podcast, and here we are again, some big news in the gaming side of Star Wars, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, so am I. So this past week, we had a lot of news involving gaming Star Wars, and EA Play was this past week, so we got a lot of footage for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We got a trailer for Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. We got a Battlefront 2 update that's coming out here at the end of June, and we got some rumors about some other Star Wars collector old games that happened here toward the end of the week. And uh, so there's a lot to cover. We're going to try and break it all down for you. We're going to spend most of the time talking about Fallen Order. That's what we got the most news about. So let's jump into that right now. We got 15 minutes of unedited gameplay of uh, Fallen Order. And the unedited gameplay was of the main character going through a stormtrooper base on Kashyyyk to rescue Wookiees. And he seems to be partnering up with Saw Gerrera and a, like a group of rebels. And it, I mean, the gameplay was very fluid. It gave us 15 minutes. It was basically as if you were watching somebody play it, whether you're like mm-hmm. watching a live stream on Twitch or a YouTube video. They didn't edit anything. It wasn't a trailer. It was straight up gameplay. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, Zeno. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I was anticipating this for quite some time. I was ready for the gameplay. You know, they talked about it a little at Star Wars Celebration, but there was nothing really ready for them to show in terms of gameplay. Like they showed a, a cinematic-esque trailer for it. But finally we see the um, the actual gameplay and it looked good. I, I really enjoyed it. One thing that I noticed is that Saw Gerrera has both of his legs, which is something that isn't uh, there in Rogue One. He has the mechanical legs and he has them both in Fallen Order. Uh, they're in a place that's very familiar to Star Wars fans. I thought that was somewhat important you know you want to have some uh, familiarity when you're playing star wars obviously you might want to expand and you want to do things like that but i think when you want to show that original that gameplay you want to show fans something that they know right off the bat and you know it looked good i like the uh the lightsaber mechanics from what we saw there were some things that i noticed where i was like okay that's probably going to be tweaked this game comes out november 15th so still plenty of time to make changes and Um, I like the fact, though, that lightsabers feel a little bit heavy in this game. I mean, we're we're following the journey of Cal Kestis, who's a who is a who's someone who hasn't gotten a lot of training, obviously, because of Order 66. So this is all new to him. This and they said it that this is you're a little bit like three hours in to the gameplay. So I thought that was interesting. And I thought, you know, we're going to be following his journey and he's going to be getting stronger with the force as he goes along. He looked pretty good, but he's going up against these stormtroopers where I don't know if you noticed, they're like one hit kills, except for a couple of them. You have like the flame troopers, things like that. They're a little harder. We saw a bit of the purge troopers. Those are the black ones. And that's what I'm probably most excited for. I can't wait to see the interactions and the battle sequences between Cal and those stormtroopers and eventually going up to the inquisitors. Yeah, some of the things that I really enjoyed watching the gameplay was, you know, we've had so many Star Wars games in the past, whether it's the Battlefronts or all the other old games and everything. And lightsabers, you would just go up and you'd swipe somebody and they would die, they'd fall and that's it. 
in this game, you can actually see where that lightsaber cuts into somebody, mm-hmm. at least yeah. in the gameplay that we are showing. And this is only, like you said, the game comes out in November, so it's definitely not a finished product. So we could see what it looks like later. And I just thought that was amazing. That's something we've never seen in a Star Wars game before. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just, it's, it, it just felt like, you know, it gave me flashbacks to The Force Unleashed with the lightsaber yeah. gameplay. Obviously, mm-hmm. the lightsaber gameplay in Force Unleashed is really lightweight. Like you were saying, they feel a little bit more heavy, as you can just yeah. tell by the gameplay. But uh, in Force Unleashed, they're very lightweight, and you kind of jump around all over the place. But yeah. it gave me, yeah, it gave me that... Um, Give me that feel, which those games, I grew up playing those games. I loved those games. So I'm excited for that. And it also brought one of my favorite features of Battlefront 2's campaign back into the into kind of more the Star Wars gaming genre with the uh, with BD-1, his companion droid, mm-hmm. where he kind of gets to go around and you get to mess around. You get to slice things and open doors. And I thought that was really unique rather than just like, in some of the old games, you'd go to a comm and just swipe it with your lightsaber and the door would open. Yeah. So I kind of like how they added that mechanical, that mechanical-esque to it. And I, I'm really excited. They, all the gameplay has really, really blown me away because EA has always been questionable. So we don't know where they're going to go. We don't know whether there's going to be pre-order bonuses, whether we should pre-order it because there's been questions but I, I'm excited. The gameplay is really, it's sold me so far. Yeah, and like what you said with EA, you know, Battlefront, the, the first one that they released, a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, Battlefront 2 is like fine wine. It's gotten better with age. And then now we're here with Fallen Order. And as of now, it looks good. And I like the fact that this is a single-player uh, campaign game that is not going to have multiplayer there's not going to be any microtransactions. I think those those are benefits of wanting to get the game. Uh, I do want to pre-order it, but I'm going to hold off on that because I want to see if there's going to be something like a poster, like anything to add to it. Because I, I just don't want to pre-order the game and then not get anything. If that's the case, I'll just you know get the game uh, not on a physical copy. I'll just get the digital download on, on my Xbox. So that's the way I'll do it. Um, yeah, like what you said with BD1, I thought that's, again, that was something that worked with Battlefront 2 um, with Aiden Versio and her droid companion. You know, I thought that was a really cool addition to it. And uh, I'm excited to see that. You know, um, one thing that I wasn't a fan of, though, from the um, from the footage, and this could just be relative to the mission, uh, when he's on Kashyyyk, he fights these, like, big spiders. I forgot. I already forgot the name of them. Uh I don't like those type of things in gaming. So like going up against like these, these things that, I, I mean, obviously you and me have not read like all of the star Wars books. Maybe they've been mentioned before, maybe not. But if this is something that's like new to the game and then again, it's small, but like, I don't like having to fight those type of things in, in gaming, especially if it's like star Wars, you know, I, I want to get to the things that uh, we know, like fighting the stormtroopers and, and things like that. Yeah. I, I understand that. And I, I feel like you could introduce a new aspect to it because we've only seen a little bit of Kashyyyk in the movies and mm-hmm. um, not a lot of people probably know about Kashyyyk, you know, the casual Star Wars fan, obviously. So maybe maybe it'll be a cool thing. It'll teach us more about 
the biology of Kashyyyk, the the different species on Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it's really cool showing I love how you were how in the gameplay they were he was stealthily going around the stormtroopers as they were fighting the yeah. um the spiders. And that was really interesting because like you can let it play out or you can just jump in and see what it's it's all mm-hmm. up to you. And that yeah. that was pretty unique. I mean, I'm hoping there's not a lot of monsters in the game, like you said, because like it's Star Wars. But I mean, Star Wars is up. I mean, there's been every type of monster or anything in Star Wars. So oh, I'm yeah, kind of up definitely. for anything, but I'm hoping it's more we're fighting. Maybe maybe you get an encounter with Darth Vader eventually in this. Or I was I read a rumor that said, what if the game ends with you dying because Darth Vader kills you? Because, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. he, because in between episodes three and four, Darth Vader was hunting Jedi and yeah. all of that. So that would be an interesting twist. You know, you, you do want some familiarity with it, like the Stormtroopers and everything. But I'm, I'm open for everything. That would be kind of interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. But, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to cover? I think we've covered a lot of it. I mean, the story looks really interesting. It's probably a little bit of an origin story, but it looks like it's kind of bypassing the fact that he already has the Force. You're not going to... Uh-huh. I mean, maybe he'll be discovering more abilities with the Force, but it's not him discovering that he has it. At least I got that mm-hmm. from the first trailer and the second trailer, um, that it looks like he already knows he has the Force, but he's just kind of keeping it to himself. Um so I'm not quite sure how they're going to go with that. I hope it's not really a big origin story because that's what we get kind of with all of these ones. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I would love to see that maybe he escapes the Jedi Temple when Anakin Skywalker came in and attacked everybody. And like maybe he just kind of went into hiding. Like that would be yeah. really interesting. So I'm hoping that's what it is. That's all I got from the footage. Is there anything else you want to get before we move on to Lego Star Wars? Uh, no, other than the fact that I think that theory is really cool. That's personally how I thought um, Rogue One was going to end. I thought that whole uh, group that got put together throughout the course of the movie was going to encounter Darth Vader, and then the movie was just going to end. And I feel like if that's the case for this game, I think that'd be pretty satisfying because you. the thing about introdu- with prequels and things like that, we don't know anything about Cal Kestis, but the thing is we we know that he has not shown up in any other thing besides this, you know? So there has to be a, an end to his story in a sense. Now, obviously, it could just be that, you know, he goes into hiding, maybe he gives up on the Jedi Order, things like that. Or, you know, he by the time this game ends, he eventually meets his fate, and that could be, like what you said, Darth Vader. I think it's perfect for Darth Vader to somehow, some way, be in this game. I mean, those two are tied together in the sense that Darth Vader is in charge of the Inquisitors that do hunt down Jedi. So I think that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. I I totally agree. So moving on to Lego Star Wars, if you've been a fan of Star Wars, or maybe even if you aren't a kid, I know growing up, I loved the Lego Star Wars games. The Lego games always, always surprised me on how good they were. Not all of them are great, but a lot of them are good. The Complete Saga is a great game. There's a lot of other there's a lot of other Lego games that were good. I know there's Batman ones out there. There's Harry Potter ones. Pirates of the Caribbean. They made one for their own movie, the Lego Movie. Yeah. <laughs> they they have plenty of them out there. There's Jurassic Park ones. So I know that there's a ton out there, and maybe it kind of seems like overkill. But I love how they're wrapping it all up. It's going to be all nine movies of the Skywalker saga into this one game. 
And mm. I honestly think it's going to be, I mean, the, the things that we got from the trailer is that obviously we're going to get, they already made a Force Awakens game, so that one's probably not going to be that much newer. Uh, we're going to get Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker in the game. It's, the release date is 2020, so they will have Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what we saw, Darth Maul got a new look. He uh, did, yes. For, compared to the other games, it looks a little bit more like Darth Maul with the little horns. He didn't have horns before. So um, other than that, it doesn't seem like there's going to be that much change, but it's still exciting nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, the the Lego Star Wars games are always bringing people back no matter what. I don't think they need to change much for the for this game. Uh, I I know it's the Skywalker saga, so it's the nine movies, but I wish it was the 11. I would have liked to play Lego Star Wars Rogue One and Lego Star Wars uh, Solo. I thought that would have been pretty cool. But, you know, just sticking to the Skywalker saga, I think that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, I'm going to buy it. You know, I really like the... Uh, all of the Lego games, you know, I haven't played all of them, but I, I enjoyed the ones that I have played. I played the Lego Batman ones and obviously the Lego Star Wars ones. So uh, they're just fun games. And I think the whole, you know, like grinding to get all the characters and things like that, that's so cool, you know, uh, for Xbox, like getting the achievements for that. Um, it's really cool. So I think that for me, that's an easy uh, buy for me. But uh, other than that, yeah, there's not really much to talk about it. No trailer yet. Uh, it just looks better. You know, the graphics look good. It looks a lot clearer and things like that. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, there's not really much to decipher when they have a trailer out that's like theatrical and, you know, it's not gameplay like we just got mm-hmm. with Fallen Order. Um, I mean, it looks like you said, Lego Star Wars, they've done great with them. You said the Rogue One and Solo idea. Maybe there's a DLC in the back of their mind just because every game nowadays has downloadable content whether it's Please, free or paid for a DLC. so almost every game has that so i could see that but other than that like you said there's not much to talk about now there is a lot to talk about when it comes to star wars battlefront 2 like you said the game has aged like a fine wine when it first yep. came out people were very disappointed they were hoping that they maybe do better than the they did with the first battlefront or the battlefront reboot as i mm-hmm. as people call it um but it has definitely aged They've taken out a lot of the microtransaction stuff and it's become more of a fair game. The three things that they are going to be adding soon. I know the general Skywalker skin is coming here toward Mm -hmm. the end of June. I believe it's the 26th or 29th or something like that. Um, Capital Supremacy, the game mode will be on Naboo in, in the city of Theed, which will be very exciting. Because that'll expand the maps on Naboo. I know there isn't really that big of a map on Naboo at the moment. So it'll mm-hmm. add to that. And um, I believe they're adding two more Stormtrooper uh, skins coming on. Those aren't as big, but those are additions. And then mm-hmm. they haven't announced when, but Felucia is coming to the game and i mean if you remember it from the old star wars battlefronts i remember old star Star wars battlefront 2 which is still probably my favorite game of all time yeah mm-hmm. you used to have to go on there and fight as ala sakura and all the fun republic clone troopers and everything so if it's anything like that i'm all game for it that looks exciting and um but yeah i'm the general going back to the general Skywalker thing, if we're going to break this down into the, the three or four parts, they have the general Kenobi skin 
in the game already, and that's obviously from the Clone Wars TV show, animated mm-hmm. TV show, and I love yeah. it. It looks great. I know I have it equipped when I when I play as Obi Wan, and um, <laughs> I know the Sky. I mean, Skywalker doesn't look that much different in the game in the show than he does in his regular Hayden Christensen self. But mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see what it looks. They have a little bit of molding. They didn't haven't released a picture of it yet, but it's a little bit of like the the outline. I saw a couple yeah. of pictures of it. It looks exciting, and I mean, I'm I'm always excited for the new skins. That's that's basically what you grind for in that game, in my opinion. Yeah, you can unlock everything else, but I love being able to get the get the credits and then eventually get the get your favorite skins and play as them, like they introduced. The Donald Glover Lando and the Alden Ehrenreich yep. solo, so those are exciting. So, how, what what do you think about them adding the new skin? No, I mean it, you just got to keep doing it. You know, you got to keep bringing skins into the game. You got to keep bringing people to play your game, and I think that they've done a good job ever since uh, it came out. You know, at first, like what you said, it was lackluster. It actually, I didn't know this. My friend told me that uh, EA has the most disliked. Uh, response or comment on reddit like in in the history of reddit because of star wars battlefront 2 and uh you know they've responded with that and they have they've added a lot of new things you know droidicas are also coming into the game that's something new with the update um felucia for me uh even though it's not going to be coming in uh june more down the line that's what i'm most excited for because uh that's actually one of my favorite i think that actually is my favorite planet in star wars i really like felucia i have a poster of it uh at my apartment uh what i want to know though is whether or not there's going to be some sort of like third party in a sense for this map you know because you're going to get capital supremacy on felucia but what if not only are you worrying about trying to capture these command posts but you're also worrying about the creatures that are on felucia one of them being like an acolyte which Mm -hmm. is what we saw in um attack of the clones it's the four-legged green one on uh, Geonosis, you know? So those are, um, their home is Felucia. And that's something that we saw in Battlefront 2, the original. So I thought, I think maybe if they can introduce that to the game, that would be cool. That'd be another cool thing to add. Uh, Capital Supremacy on on Theed, you know, those games take forever, Capital Supremacy, but, you know, having new maps, that makes it even more enticing to want to play that. So, uh, yeah, I think Battlefront 2 is just doing a lot of good now, and they're adding a lot of things that uh, that make me want to go and, and play the game. Because I remember when they added the skins for uh, for Solo, I immediately was like... And then also they added Kessel for Extraction. I was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to play that, because I want to play Extraction on Kessel. And, and I had a lot of credits saved up, and the first thing I bought with those credits was the Alden Ehrenreich Han Solo skin, you know? So... As long as they keep adding to the game and maybe even characters down the line, you know, I mean, they, they're adding a lot of Clone War stuff, you know, and for all we know, eventually we could get something with Ahsoka that could be down the line as well. And, you know, I mean, it's it's bringing uh, players back to the game. Yeah, if they were to add something like Ahsoka, that would definitely be that would entice me to play it even more than I do. And yeah. I mean, I I'll admit it has declined that I don't play it as often anymore, but like you said, they just need to keep adding to it because it sounds like with Fallen Order coming out that it's going to be a while for until Star Wars releases another multiplayer type game. Mm-hmm. Battlefront 2 seems to be the one that they're sticking with and they're trying to add to. And yeah. I think that's good. 
it's it's awesome. It's like like I mean, this is kind of a weird comparison, but with GTA, they usually last five, six years, um, yeah, seven years. Time. So I could see Battlefront Two doing the same thing if they continue to add. And the best part about this, and I think this is where EA has definitely learned, is this content is going to be free. Yeah. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to buy a season pass. It's free. And I think a lot of games are getting on with that. I know that the recently announced Call of Duty Modern Warfare is going to be the same way. All the downloadable content is going to be free. There will be no season pass. So Mm -hmm. I think that's where EA has definitely helped their case. And I think that Battlefront 2 is definitely on the rise again. I'm hoping it's not so out of circulation that people just have kind of forgotten about it and they don't care about the new stuff coming in. I hope mm-hmm. it's able to draw people back. That would be awesome. But if if that's the case, then unfortunately it's its shelf life is, is decreasing and hopefully they come out with a new multiplayer game in the next couple of years because otherwise all they're going to have is Fallen Order and then once the stories out there people aren't going to buy it as much so exactly yeah they're they're going to have to figure out what they want to do there but i'm excited for all the new updates and i'm sure i'm sure there'll be updates more after this like you said with the clone wars hopefully we get an ahsoka that would be so cool but that would be amazing if if not hopefully we just get other cool content and um yeah i mean i don't i don't have anything else left to say the last gaming thing we want to talk about for star wars is the star wars collectors edition it's being made by Limited Run Games with Lucasfilm mm-hmm. Games. All of the, uh, well, maybe not all of them, but a majority of all the old classic Star Wars games like Pod Racer, yeah. Bounty Hunter, mm-hmm. the games. Like, I remember I had Bounty Hunter on GameCube. I downloaded it on my PlayStation 4 when, it, when they re released it for the PlayStation. And I just remember playing those games a lot as a kid and just having a ton of fun. So seeing that they're putting them all into one. And you get to and you can buy them. That would be that. That sounds incredible to me. Yeah, I mean, the the titles there are, are are really good. You know, Jedi Academy is also on there. Like when you said, Bounty Hunter and Pod Racer. Um, hopefully, I don't know if that's all of it. We saw the list that was available, and hopefully, there's more to that because there are some other games that you know I remember playing um, for Star Wars. Not necessarily on the older side; they're a little bit newer. You know. But uh, if we can get those remap, one of them that immediately just uh, comes up for me is uh, Republic Commando. That was a game that I really enjoyed. And uh, to see that get remastered, or not necessarily remastered, but brought back uh, in like a combo package with all the rest of the games, that'd be pretty cool, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think this is, this is really cool. This is great for like the Star Wars collector, you know? And you want to reminisce on your childhood, then and get these games you know uh no release date for this yet but i'm sure by 2020 we'll have it yeah i agree and you said uh republic commando and there's other games like star wars i remember i played star wars clone wars with my brother a lot Mm -hmm. and those those games were more for the original xbox and maybe they maybe they somehow throw battlefront one and battlefront two they remaster those ones which please remaster those that would that would actually change my life please remaster <laughs> those that would be amazing um but yeah like you said there's no release date unfortunately we'll see what happens there we don't know too much about it it was just kind of a a random announcement that came out i guess it's just because all this gaming news for star wars came out they decided to do it all at the same time so, yeah and it didn't get a lot of attention either it was just kind of like 
okay, like, here you go. And then that was it. Like, I didn't hear about it. I saw it on a tweet. Like, that's how I found out about it. It wasn't like, oh, I, it just came up in Star Wars news. It was just something for me that was like, okay, like, that's awesome. And that was it. Yeah, so I'm I'm honestly shocked that it even got out there because it just it, I I'm shocked I saw it. I was scrolling on Twitter mm-hmm. and I saw that you retweeted something. So <laughs> it just it that's how discreet it's been. I'm sure we'll get more news about it in the future, but um, it's definitely exciting to go see that. So yeah. now, Chris, I actually before we before we transition here, yeah. I want to ask you about a game because when I was thinking about this when I saw it, I immediately got you know, sucked in back to my childhood. And I was like, holy crap. I remember this one game and let me know if you've heard of it. It's called star Wars battlefront renegade squadron. It only came out on the PSP. I did not hear about this. That game changed my, like what you said with battlefront one and battlefront two changing your life. If it got remastered that game, star Wars battlefront renegade squadron changed my life. It was so good. I remember I got the PSP. I got the Darth Vader uh, white PSP for Christmas, and it came with Star Wars Battlefront Renegade Squadron. And it w- it is so good. And now I don't know where my Star Wars Darth Vader PSP is now, but it really makes me want – I don't even know if it's working anymore, but it really makes me want to go back and play because that game was really good. And I remember playing Force Unleashed on the PSP. That's how I actually played it. So – I might need to invest in a new PSP and just get back to these games. Yeah, I remember playing Force Unleashed 1 and 2 on the Wii. That okay, was, that, I that see is, you. That is where I ended up doing because I remember I had a Wii when they – kind of original, not when they first came out, probably a year or two after the Wii came out. I had, My friends mm-hmm. had a couple of them. I was in elementary school. I was like, I, I need to get one of these things. And what better way to play Force Unleashed than with a controller that you're actually swinging the lightsaber? Yeah. So I thought that was incredible. I loved that. And um, that's that's basically how my Star Wars gaming started. And then Battlefront <laughs> 1, Battlefront 2 were the more advanced games. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never heard of that one. I'd love to be able to more learn more about it. If they do remaster something like that, I'd be down to play it, of course. You saying yeah. Republic Commando really, really opened my eyes. I totally forgot about that game, and that Such game, game, that game was so much fun as well. So, yeah, like you said, I I hope they get around to remastering a lot of games. Not not saying that they shouldn't be making more games, but I'd love to be mm-hmm. able to see some of my old favorites come back. So, yes. last episode we started our our two segments at the end here. Our first segment: What are we watching slash reading? And uh, once again, still need to come up with a better title for that. Um, (laughs) So this is kind of a segment if you're new and you're listening to our second podcast as our first podcast. And if you are, please listen to our first podcast. Um, (laughs) It's a segment where we go over what we're watching. Doesn't have to be Star Wars or what we're reading. Just kind of give you a a gist of some of the stuff we're consuming entertainment wise. And so I'll start. So last week. Uh, Lorenzino was telling me about how he was reading the book Thrawn and I told him that I had never read a Star Wars book in my life I had always mm-hmm. wanted to but I just reading was not my thing well shortly thereafter as in an <laughs> hour or two after we finished our episode I went to the store and I bought Thrawn and I actually finished it this morning 
and which is remarkable. Seven days for almost a 500-page book and for Christopher <laughs> Howley is is nothing short of an accomplishment. So, <laughs> and we're definitely going to be doing an episode on it. And it's it's a phenomenal book. If you haven't read Star Wars books, even if like it's a great it's a great like if you've seen all the movies you don't need to see anything else to understand most of what's going on there's new planets there's old planets there's new faces there's old faces so it's a it's a great book thrawn is obviously one of the villains in star wars rebels so it's kind of a cool origin story on seeing how his mind works and Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a great read um me and Zeno are both preparing to read Thrawn Alliances, which is the second book in the Thrawn series. The third book in the Thrawn series, Thrawn Treason, comes out in July. I'm receiving Alphabet Squadron here, which, I, if you don't know what Alphabet Squadron is, is the newest installment in Star Wars books. And it actually comes out today. We yes. both pre-ordered it. Zeno, what, what, how about you tell everybody why I'm, I'm kind of pissed off that we both pre-ordered it and so, something, is, something makes me a little angry. Because I got that Amazon Prime. I got, I'm getting it today and you're not getting it until what, June 17th, I think? Right? 17th or 18th, 18th, so that's about a week from today. And I'm really yeah. disappointed because I tried to finish Thrawn as fast as I could so I could read Alphabet Squadron. And of course, I get the email saying, your package, here's the update. You're either coming June 17th or 18th. And yeah. here's to hoping to the packaging gods and the <laughs> shipping gods that it somehow somehow arrives before then. We'll see. But it hasn't even been shipped when I look to see the track package. So that's disappointing. So for the watching part for me, it's non-Star Wars. And I only watch this, I'm not a big rom-com guy, but I only watch this because it was growing all over my social media feed. It's a Netflix original called Always Be My Maybe. I saw that Randall Park was starring in it. I know that he played the fake Jim impersonator in The Office. He's been in <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. He played Kim Jong-un in the interview. He's a funny guy, so I thought, why not I give it a shot? If you're into cheesy little rom-coms, it gives me a little bit of a vibe of The Long Shot, the movie that just came out recently with Seth Rogen. Ah, okay. And it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It's a fun little... It, it'll give you a laugh. I'll give it that. It, it. There were a couple times where I bursted out laughing, and I was just watching it by myself on my computer. So All right. it, there, it, it's definitely... A, it's got some funny stuff to it. But if you have, your, have, if you have the time, go... Go check it out. If not, it's not a must-watch, but I definitely would give it probably like a seven, six, six and a half, seven out of ten. Not the greatest movie. Not a bad movie. Just a fun time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, Zeno, why don't you give everybody a good idea of what you're doing? Well, you read Thrawn in a week, and I had Thrawn sitting on my shelf since March. And I am almost done with it. I have about, I have like 90 pages left of Thrawn. And, you know, I hadn't been introduced to the Thrawn character. I still have not seen Star Wars Rebels. So I was a little like, I'm like, do I want to read Thrawn? Like, I, buying the book was a bit of an impulse buy for me. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to hold off on reading it. And then I read the first two chapters and I, I wasn't that interested. And then 
you started reading it and you were like tearing through it. And I was like, okay, I have to, I have to start reading it because we're going to have to review this pretty soon. So I was, so I started reading it and I love this book. I, it's so good. And I just love uh, going into the mind of Thrawn. I'm not going to, I'm, you know, I'm still not done with it. So I'm not going to like try and review it or anything, but I think Thrawn as of right now is such an interesting character and um, he's just so smart. He's a military tactician. He, he's incredible. And I actually, I'm holding the book right now and now I'm putting it down and I'm holding Thrawn Alliances because I bought it yesterday because I wasn't done with Thrawn, but I said, it's very good. So I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble and I'm going to buy the sequel for this book. And like what you said, Thrawn Treason comes out in, um, in July and something that, you know, I did, I just went and I grabbed it. Like I wasn't even like, I'm not going to read the back or anything. So I walked into Barnes and Noble and then, you know, I hung out for a little and then I grabbed it and then I, I bought it. And right now, before we started the podcast, the first two words that I read on the back um, were on Batu, and Batu is the location of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So I think we're finally going to get an introduction here to um, the theme park that you and me are eventually going to visit together, Chris. So I think that's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm even more excited to read Thrawn Alliances. Now I just I got to finish Thrawn, though. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm super excited to read the, the second book. I... I hadn't read a book in such a long time. <laughs> so when I picked yeah. this up and I saw how thick it was, I was like, man, dude, we are not going to get this review episode out here for a while. And now it's mm-hmm. looking like it may be our next episode. It so, probably will be our next episode. So, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, if you guys haven't read Thrawn, you have both me and Zeno's approval. Just go go check yes. it out. It is good. It is very good. Even if you haven't seen Rebels, I haven't seen all of Rebels. I have a very vague understanding of how Thrawn is in Rebels, but now I have a very, very good understanding of how Thrawn is as a character. So now mm-hmm. if I watch Rebels and I'm disappointed, that, that might be bad. But So <laughs> if you haven't read Thrawn, go out and get it. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. keep going. No. Yeah. Uh, gonna get Alphabet Squadron today. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Uh <laughs> I might, I don't know. I'm still deciding whether or not I'm going to wait for you or read it. Cause I am very excited for this, this book. Um, and then watching again, not star Wars last week. What did I say last week? I said ma for, with Octavia Spencer. Uh, I finished watching Chernobyl, which was the HBO miniseries. It's five episodes. They're about an hour, hour 15 long. And it is so good. Like I'm going to, I'm definitely going to watch that show again in the next month. Like that's how good it is. It is a really good show. Uh, Jared Harris is the, is the main character and he's kind of, he's made a career for himself in television and a show that I actually randomly stumbled upon on AMC. It's called the terror and it's uh, based on true events. Obviously it's, it's also fictitious, you know, there's like a monster in it and things like that, but it's based off um, a ship in you know all the way back in like the 1600s that disappears trying to find a like a a passageway in Canada and um he's also in it Jared Harris and he was really good so when I was watching Chernobyl and I saw him I was like oh like there he is I remember him from the terror and once again just another really good show nothing um you know flashy about it it's it's not an action show it's nothing like you know that that movie that came out and it's like a scary movie, like the Chernobyl diaries. It's nothing like that. 
it is based on what happened and how the the meltdown happened at Chernobyl at the nuclear power plant. And it's really good. And I highly recommend it to anybody who um, is just interested in those type of shows. It's really good. Like I just, it it's great. Like that's it. Go watch it. So. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it. So I got to get on that as well. So I'm really excited for that to eventually get on with that. And um, that moves us on to our last segment, our do or do not segment yes of course the words after the famous jedi master yoda (laughs) and um last week we did a do or do not and we talked about we kind of mentioned it i remember mentioning it last week and i said i'd expand on it later um but so for this week's do or do not we are going to talk about the the one of the most talked about topics in the star wars community i really don't think anybody I don't think anybody has not thought about this if you're a Star Wars fan. And personally, he's my favorite Star Wars character. I mean, Thrawn's up there now, to be honest. That might be recency bias, though. Um, But Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite Star Wars character. And we wanted to talk about the possibility of the Kenobi movie, the Star Wars story, or possibly a Disney Plus series. And this is a do or do not. This is a 100% do. Easy. Ewan McGregor is the perfect age right now to play an Obi-Wan in between episodes three and four. He is an unbelievable actor. He's the best part of the prequels. I mean, maybe that's a hot take, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. And he, other than maybe John Williams' score. um, Of course. Ewan McGregor would be, is perfect to reprise his role you know, they kind of went into what Obi-Wan was doing, I heard, with Rebels and him facing Darth Maul. Maybe take place before that, kind of see some adventures. Maybe Obi-Wan kind of watching on how Luke grows up, get a little reference in there. I'd love mm. that. If we get a series, I wouldn't mind that. I honestly would prefer a movie just because he's too big of a character to maybe yeah. get. Because, you know, there, there's going to be a Cassian and K2 series. That seems right. An Obi-Wan yeah. series, just it sounds like an Obi-Wan movie. It just needs to be a movie. That, mm-hmm. that just seems right. And yeah, this is definitely something Lucasfilm and Disney really needs to do. Fans have been asking for it forever. You know, I just don't understand why it hasn't even been... I mean, the rumors have kind of died down. You'd hope it happens soon because of Ewan McGregor. But I don't know how you feel about this, Zeno, but I'm pretty strong that it just it needs to happen. It just needs to happen. You know, I honestly don't care whether or not it's a movie or a Disney Plus series. I want to see Ewan McGregor reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, that's it. And that's another thing. You know, he's just one of the um, most iconic characters in Star Wars history, you know. And obviously, uh, Alec Guinness added to that. And then uh, Ewan McGregor. And then, you know, uh, something yesterday when I was at Barnes & Noble... I bought Thrawn Alliances. I was very close to not buying this, and I was close to pulling the trigger on Master and Apprentice, which is the newest book for Claudia Gray, talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn. And, you know, uh, he's just getting his canon kind of, like, filled in, and I thought that's really cool. And we need to see this, you know? I think um, you can't waste the talent of Ewan McGregor, and I believe he's even said that he wants to come back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, like, this should be not only a resounding yes for, like, Star Wars fans, but for... Lucasfilm and for Disney and for Kathleen Kennedy, they should actively seek out wanting to bring Obi-Wan Kenobi 
either to the big screen or to streaming. Like it, it needs to happen. That's it. Yeah, that's that's just that's it. I mean, I would prefer a movie personally, just because I feel like if Han Solo deserves a movie, so does Obi Wan. Um, but I mean, not saying not taking anything away from Han Solo, he's one of the most iconic characters. But mm-hmm. just saying, I think if Han Solo did deserve a movie, then how does Obi Wan not deserve a movie? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we got for today's episode of Death Star Radio. You can find our podcast almost anywhere. Um, the big one is Spotify. We're working on yeah. Apple Podcasts. We'd love for you to hit that follow button on Spotify and maybe get some notifications to when we upload some stuff. Um, follow us on Twitter at Death Star Radio and or at Death Star Radio One. Sorry, apparently it's taken. Um, and yeah, just keep on the lookout. Our next episode is most likely going to be a review of the book Thrawn. So if you've not seen it or if you've not read it, maybe read it in time as fast as I did so you can <laughs> listen to our review about it. There will obviously I'm working be, on it. Yeah, there there will be spoilers. Zeno needs to finish it up as well. <laughs> um, I, I, have, I have faith that he will finish it in the next week. And hopefully he doesn't get caught up with Alphabet Squadron without me. So, it's gonna be very tempting. Yes, I, will I, say that. I understand that. I understand that. I um but yeah, we we thank you for listening and we hope that you enjoy and definitely keep out on the lookout for our uh, upcoming podcasts. Yeah. All right. May the force be with you. <laughs>